but a little hiccup in the old uh, back this morning for me. So a delayed release of the August, what is this, 11th edition of the We Tackle Life podcast. Hi, everybody. I'm Bruce Hooley. Glad to be with you. Yes, I did not issue a podcast Monday. I thought I'd get up in time before my tea time in the Marketplace Solutions golf outing at Heritage Golf Club. Uh, I did not. Little behind-the-scenes look into what happened to cause that. Sunday night, I went down to my barn to uh, tend to an electrical issue, and in the course of moving things around to uh, see what the issue was, I created another issue. I got stung by, I think they're wasps, uh, about seven times. So hand, back, under my shirt, trying to get them out of my shirt so they'd stop stinging me, and I'm allergic to that. So um, thanks to Benadryl, thanks to Ice Packs, thanks to uh, Answered Prayer, I was able to play golf Monday. But I was a hurting pup Sunday night, and so Monday morning um, with a bunch of Benadryl in me, getting out of bed was not uh, the easiest endeavor. So there you go. Uh, watch out for the wasps, even at night when you're moving stuff around in a barn where they've taken up residence. I'm glad to be with you this morning, and uh, I'm looking forward to uh, a new schedule for my family. You all get schedules for your family, right? School introduces a new schedule, and it will also change my schedule, not just my daughters. They've been enjoying their summer. They're headed off to school in another week. And for those of you who listen to The Bruce Hooley Show on 98.9 The Answer, from 5 to 7 p.m., you'll no longer find me in that time slot starting Monday. August 16th, the show moves 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. 11 a.m. to 1 p.m., Monday through Friday, 98.9 The Answer, my news talk program. I'll continue to do the podcast here. And for those of you who are Steeler fans, the Pittsburgh Steelers now have a new home in Columbus. It is 98.9 The Answer. So you can listen to the Steelers preseason game Thursday night, 6 p.m. pregame. They'll give me an extra hour off on Thursday. So thank you, Steelers. It's nice to be the home of the Steelers. We were the home of the Browns. The Browns, eh, loyalty is an option with the Cleveland Browns. They uh, now see themselves as a playoff team, as an entity that no longer wants to reward the loyalty of 98-9, carrying them when they were crap and providing a free studio to John Greco for his pregame show. And so they did it in the uh, stinkiest, cowardly way possible. They just stopped returning phone calls about renewing their contract with 98.9 The Answer. So not a big fan of how that went down, but um, it is what it is. I don't know where they are now, probably with the fan, uh, probably with iHeart, with somebody. But... um, Not the most flattering way to do business. Just in my opinion, I do not speak for station management at 98.9 The Answer, nor do I speak for the owner of the station, Salem Media. I'm just saying that I think that's a rotten way to do business. If you're going to stop doing business with somebody, that's fine. It's your choice. Just tell them why. But the Browns, of course, did not do that. And we had to get a team, and so we found out they were with somebody else. Um, And so we are now the home of the Steelers, and glad to be so. All right. Uh, let's talk a little Ohio State football here. Before we do, let's talk a little coffee. HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com, loyal sponsors of the We Tackle Life podcast. Great people, great mission, marriage, marrying their love for coffee 
with their love for the kingdom of God and helping ministries throughout the world by buying coffee direct from growers, select growers because they are selective in who they buy it from, Nicaragua, Thailand, Ethiopia, Indonesia, countries around the world. You'd never get access to that coffee unless Paul at Hemisphere was a discerning buyer and brought it straight to you. Every bean is handpicked. It's roasted in their lovely facility in Mechanicsburg, Ohio. Light, medium, dark roast. K-Cups, you want it? They got it. Harvest Blend, House Blend, Java Blues, Jamaica Me Crazy, lots of different flavors, awesome coffee, awesome people, and an awesome offer, 15% off when you use the promo code we tackle life in all caps, 15% off when you use the promo code in all caps, we tackle life ordering at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. So please do that, and thank you very much to those of you who have been loyal, long-term orderers from HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. All right, tomorrow... Thursday, Quinn Ewers supposedly arrives on the Ohio State campus. Shout out to Steve Hellwagon and the people at, uh, I think it's Bucknuts 24-7. Uh, they, have the, uh, they have the scoop on that. Quinn Ewers will be in Thursday. Oddly enough, Ryan Day surprised everybody late last week by saying that he thought he'd pretty much know who his quarterback is by this coming weekend. Might not announce it right away, but he would know. First day in pads was yesterday. So, obviously, Quinn Ewers is behind. Uh, I would think that would mean Quinn Ewers will not start the opener, but maybe he wows everybody in fall camp. Maybe he really picks up the offense quickly. And who knows? He will, I would assume, uh, have the chance, I'll say the chance, not the opportunity, but the chance to play in some of Ohio State's third, fourth, fifth, sixth games. Uh, because they got Akron in there, they got Tulsa in there. You know, they start with Minnesota on the road and Oregon at home. I wouldn't think those would be blowouts where you'd get down to three, four on a depth chart. But I don't think Quinn Ewers will be the first quarterback off the bench, at least early. But who knows? What we do know is that name, image, and likeness brought Quinn Ewers to Ohio State, and name, image, and likeness has arrived loudly at Ohio State and elsewhere in college football. Jack Sawyer, defensive end out of Pickerington, is driving a brand-new, tricked-out, black Chevy Silverado quad cab pickup from Mark Wahlberg Chevrolet. And I looked up the value of that pickup truck online, and I think, I don't want to say it's definitely eighty grand, but Kelly Blue Book says if it's tricked out with all the technology, it could be eighty grand. Um, 50,000 and up, I think. So Jack Sawyer, good on you. So weird, isn't it? That in the past you'd hear whispers, Hey, Maurice Claret got his car from a, got his orange Ford Explorer from a dealer in Marion that also supplies Jim Tressel, his free car. Uh, the Ohio state football program, I haven't leafed through one in years, but it used to contain an entire page of auto dealers around the state who supply autos to Ohio State coaches. You know, they, all the coaches at Ohio State get a free car. Where do they get it? Well, they get it from a dealer in different places. And, like, for instance, I used to have be uh, really good friends with a gentleman who owned the Mazda dealership in Worcester, Ohio. Shout out Nick Serrano. Shout out Park Mazda. Uh, was Park Mazda. Then it became Mazda of Worcester. Uh and Nick was in that program. And so 
I wonder if we're going to get to the point where we have an entire page, would probably take two pages, of dealers around the state of Ohio who provide free cars to Ohio State players. That's legal in name, image, and likeness. Actually, I'd kind of be surprised if Ohio State wasn't working on that. Because what better way to recruit guys? I mean, here, let's take a look at Jack Sawyer. Jack Sawyer, Pickerington kid, top recruit in the nation. Ohio State, they don't have to take a backseat to anybody in terms of tradition and facilities and chance to get you to the NFL, right? Well, name, image, and likeness is another way to recruit guys. So why not recruit guys with, hey, you come here, so-and-so will provide you a free car. Why not? Uh, so Jack Sawyer, good on you. Good on you, Mark Wahlberg Chevrolet. Love it. It's legal. I got to get used to it. It's still a little weird, but <laughs> it's happening. Now, Jack Sawyer is going to play on the defensive line, I predict. And on the offensive line, Ohio State is going to be really good. And they have so much talent up there that they are moving guys around trying to get the best five on the field, which may may result in a shakeup. Don't view this as a bad thing. View this as a good thing. Unless, of course, the shakeup to get the best five on the field messes up their chemistry or their ability to work together, but they're so physically dominant, I doubt that will be the case. Going into preseason camp, Thayer Munford was going to start at left tackle. Nicholas Petit-Frere, or Petit-Free, was going to start at right tackle. Everybody thought, carved in stone. Nah, not so much. Written in pencil. Because on the first day of pads, uh, Petit-Free lined up at left tackle with Munford at left guard. And Harry Miller stayed at center. Paris Johnson, five-star recruit, everybody wanted him. He was at right guard. And large and in charge, Dewan Johnson. Dewan Jones, excuse me, was at right tackle. Now, Dewan Jones is like, remember the guy, uh, what was his name? Sean, Chantel Henderson? Remember years ago, there was like this behemoth from Minnesota who Ohio State wanted, and he went to Miami. Uh, I don't know if he ever if he finished at Miami. I don't know if he's in the NFL, but he was like Paul Bunyan. And uh, that's Dewan Jones. Dewan Jones is like Paul Bunyan. Uh, he's like Bigfoot. He's like the Loch Ness Monster. Uh, they need to give Dewan Jones a really good nickname if he doesn't already have one that I'm unaware of because he's 6'8", 360. And he burst on the scene, was it two years ago, I think, at Northwestern when Master Teague busted one up the middle late and was off to the races. And Dewan Jones was right there running down the field, not with him, but not very far behind. So Dewan Jones gets that 6'8", 360 moving. Pretty tough stop it. And he could be an absolute uh, road grader at right tackle. They're going to be really good up front. Their running backs are going to have a really good year. It's going to make life easy for C.J. Stroud or Jack Miller or Kyle McCord or Quinn Ewers or whoever's in there as the starter. Uh, they're going to be ridiculous on the offensive line. So uh, I await Dewan Jones getting a name, image, and likeness deal with uh, who's the big the big big guy clothing company uh, that Mike Golick used to pimp for? I forget who it was. Anyway, uh, Dewan Jones, next guy up. Give Dewan Jones. I don't know if they did they make Toyota Land Cruisers anymore, or maybe a small car for Dewan Jones. The goofiness of the Dewan fitting in a small car. Or remember LeBron used to do ads for the Kia Optima or something. 
and they all tried to make us believe that LeBron James was actually driving a Kia. <laughs> Dewan Jones in a Toyota Camry. Hey, look, there's room for me. I'm 6'8", 360. I should get paid for these kinds of marketing ideas, but I'm not. At any rate, uh, maybe Mark Wahlberg will chip in with a Chevy Malibu or a Chevy Impala. It's big enough to fit Dewan Jones. It's big enough for your family. There you go. You're welcome, Mark Wahlberg. Consider that a Bruce Hooley marketing idea freebie. Okay, speaking of marketing, uh, I am very happy that my friends at Willis Spangler Starling are expanding their attorney firm. They're growing. Why are they growing? Because they're really good at what they do and because everybody who's represented by them says, man, that was awesome. They really prioritized my case. They really made me feel like I mattered. I wasn't a number. They took a deep personal interest in my case. They understood that it rocked my world to be pressing a legal action or be defending myself in a legal action, and I love what they did for me. You'll find that out, too, if you take my word for it and contact Willis Spangler Starling at willisattorneys.com, willisattorneys.com. They're in Hilliard Truman Boulevard, just north of Mill Run. Very easy to deal with. And shout out to, uh, I think it was, uh, was it Hans that I met from Willis Spangler Starling the other day? He was definitely a, uh, a, a Nordic, person of Nordic descent. And I met Hans at the Marketplace Solutions golf outing on Monday. Thank you to Patrick McBain and everybody with Marketplace Solutions for uh, an awesome outing on Monday. And they raised uh, around 30 grand for ministry efforts around the world. Uh, if you have a company and you need like solutions in marketing, I'd highly recommend my friend Patrick and Marketplace Solutions. He does a great job. Okay, uh, how did I play? I played okay. Uh, started out well with the driver. Uh, lost the driver in the middle of the round, got it back late in the round. We didn't make any putts. Um, we made one long putt. We missed a ton of putts. We finished third, 63. We could have easily shot 58 and won it, but we didn't. So uh, no worries on that one. Then the Saturday outing that I was in uh, with my wife, uh, which benefited the Lyndon McKinley football program and coach Eric Valentine, great man, doing great things at Lyndon McKinley, not just with the football program, but academically. Eric is into, like, I didn't know they had this program in Lyndon where they take vacant lots and they turn it into plots where they grow produce. The produce then goes to the people in Linden. And the kids learn how to raise produce. And they they do, uh, what's that called, where they grow things in water? Hyponics or something. Anyway, uh, Eric's doing that, and they get some grants for that from the federal government. And here's what I'm really excited about. You know, we're in a place in America where we're trying to get better at talking to each other, understanding each other cross-culturally, cross-ethnically, cross-economic backgrounds. Eric Valentine and Lyndon McKinley are going to be using their program where they're growing vegetables and produce to introduce that program to kids from suburban districts. So picture this, right? You've got junior high kids in the Lyndon area working in the dirt, in the physical dirt, with junior high kids who come in from New Albany, Gahanna, Westerville, Upper Arlington, Dublin, all these places, and they're working side-by-side, hand-in-hand. It's making kids see that other people who don't look like them, don't come from their background, are just like them. And I think that's such an awesome thing. And I commend Eric for what he's doing and the Lyndon McKinley football program was in shambles using equipment from the 1970s when 
Eric took the program over. He's entering his fourth season. And in tandem with the New Albany Presbyterian Church, shout out to my friends Andy Larned and his people from New Albany who head down to Linden every week, provide a meal for the kids. And the golf outing Saturday raised, I think it was over, close to $30,000. Former Buckeye linebacker Andy Gerd was very generous uh, in contributing via the live auction at the end. I had the pleasure of emceeing that live auction. And uh, just a, just an amazing giving spirit of people from New Albany Presbyterian who come and uh, have allowed Linden players to get new gear, new cleats, new shoes, an air-conditioned locker room, a repainted, refurbished locker room. And to know that people invest in your program like that uh, – can only build bridges and help calm some of the rancorous feelings that are out there in our community. So I just thought you guys as uh, people who listen to the podcast would be interested to know um, what some of those things are that are going on. And I hope to be able to write about the Linden program and some of those things that are happening um, through the leadership of Eric Valentine on the site that I write for, which is covering the OCC, Central Ohio folks. Uh, you heard probably of Caden Saunders, the Westerville South receiver. He's going to Penn State. Uh, the running back from Upper Arlington, Carson Greestorn, uh, who's a workhorse running back. Uh, those features are on PressProsMagazine.com under the Central Ohio tab. Also, if you don't know the story of Gabe Powers, the five-star linebacker from Marysville, who's going to be an Ohio State Buckeye next season, uh, read that on PressProsMagazine.com, Central Ohio tab. We cover Ohio State. Mark Snyder covers Ohio State. Great story on the offensive line, the shifts, the changes. Get used to going to PressProsMagazine.com and clicking on the various tabs, the college tab, the Central Ohio tab, to find our Ohio State coverage. We cover Ohio State football home and road. We cover Ohio State baseball and basketball home and road. We cover Dayton basketball, Dayton football, with the legendary Hal McCoy, a baseball Hall of Famer, a baseball writer extraordinaire par excellence from the Dayton Daily News. Hal is phenomenal. And... Um, he writes for PressProsMagazine.com. Okay, so a little bit of an update on Dwayne Washington, the Buckeye guard who, in my opinion, foolishly uh, headed off to the NBA, even though I knew he wasn't going to get drafted, and he, in fact, did not. Dwayne had his summer league debut in the last few days, and he was great in that debut. Eight of nine from the field, five of five from three-point range. Ah, pump the brakes, Indiana Pacer fans. This is what you're going to get with Dwayne Washington. He will tease you and show you what he can do, and then he'll have a game where, you know, just doesn't happen. He's one of eight from three-point range. But I wish Dwayne well. I always found him a pleasure to cover, talk to, very respectful young man. And I'm happy for him that he's getting to pursue his dream. I'm just sad that he didn't realize how much money he could make, name, image, and likeness-wise at OSU. And what kind of experiences he denied himself by not being a part of a team that I think could go very far in the NCAA tournament this coming season. Uh, I had a chat with Mr. Spielman recently. He called me out of the blue and we talked for an inordinately long amount of time for Spiels on the phone. I can report to you that all is well with him. He loves his job. The Lions love him. And Chris is working with the linebackers up there. He's not a linebacker coach. He's just a great linebacker and cares about the organization. And this is why I knew he would be an awesome hire for the lions in that Chris is a guy who can talk to anybody. He's not going to be 
put off, afraid, hesitant around billionaires and up there around the auto industry. You're going to deal with millionaires and billionaires who the Lions need to be supportive of their franchise. He can talk to guys drafted, free agents hoping to make the team. He can relate to anyone. He has a great deal of empathy. He has a great deal of passion. And so Chris is out trying to help some of the linebackers um, adapt to the system. He's fully invested in Dan Campbell, the head coach. He loves Dan Campbell. And today I saw a story on uh, line <clears throat> about somebody taking the Dan Campbell caffeine challenge. Dan Campbell uh, said at a recent press conference that he has two big Starbucks coffees. This will mean something to you coffee people. It doesn't mean anything to me. Two Ventis with two shots of espresso in each one, and he downs two of these. They look like they're 32-ounce coffees. The, the caffeine count on what Dan Campbell says he ingests every morning is 1,000 milligrams of caffeine, 1,000 milligrams, which would be like drinking three bang energy drinks. They have like 330 calories of uh, 330 milligrams caffeine. I can't do that much caffeine. 100 milligrams of caffeine is two, two cups of coffee, okay, of obviously of not decaf, but caffeinated coffee. So this is like Dan Campbell drinking 20 cups of coffee uh, in his and, – and the reason I laughed when I read this, first of all, the guy who did the challenge was in bed shivering, jittery, and – miserable after one venti with two espressos after half the amount of coffee dan campbell and jess do not try this at home do not do not try this at home you could have a heart attack i don't know how dan campbell does it. it's probably not healthy for him uh but he does it well anyway if you read uh mr spielman's book that i authored with him you will find in the first chapter what Spiel's pregame uh, pre routine was before he played in the NFL. And he down, and Starbucks didn't exist in those days, at least not on the uh, scale that they do now. Spiel's would ingest three, four pots of black coffee and Gatorade to offset the dehydrating effects of the coffee. And then he would sniff ammonia capsules up his nose to like clear his head and wake him up and amp him up. So no wonder Spiels loves Dan Campbell. They share an affinity for lots and lots of caffeine. <laughs> Although I hope Spiels isn't doing that now because uh, I would hate for him to uh, be putting that kind of stress on his heart. All right, one other name, image, and likeness thing you're going to see on TV. Uh, DJ Ungalele, the quarterback at Clemson. Yes, get used to that name, Ungalele. Uyungalele, I guess it is. DJ Uyungalele. Uh, as... Struck a deal with Dr. Pepper, and DJ Uyunglele will be in the Dr. Pepper Fansville ads on TV this year. He's going big. He has a deal with Bojangles Chicken and a deal with Dr. Pepper. So I don't know if DJ Uyunglele is dealing with anybody in Clemson, South Carolina. Maybe they can't afford him on the name, image, and likeness scale. We know Alabama quarterback Bryce Young. Uh, Nick Saban said is close to a million dollars in name, image, and likeness deals. I think the number reported was 800,000. So I was not wrong when I said we'd have our first million dollar college athlete. And indeed we will. I would imagine Spencer Rattler from Oklahoma is going to do very well. I don't know if Kayvon Thibodeau from Oregon is going to do, uh, as well. Seems like quarterbacks are getting the money. 
this is an unusual year in college football <clears throat> in that we don't have a Trevor Lawrence or a Justin Fields returning. There's, I mean, when C.J. Stroud is number four on the list for Heisman favorites, uh, that tells you there's not a ton of guys returning with a big high profile. They're betting on C.J. because of his proximity to the Ohio State starting quarterback job. So, haven't heard anything on Chris Olave's name, image, and likeness, Garrett Wilson, but those guys will be cashing in too. And we'll see how fans perceive all this, receive all this, and um, it will be interesting. It will be very, very, very interesting. Uh, my friends at auinfo.com want to make your life as a business owner not necessarily less interesting, less stressful. Because if you're trying to balance all your duties as a business owner, ordering, payroll, recruiting new employees, that kind of stuff. And I could be talking about somebody who's just a one or two person business looking for additional help. One way to get that help is to offer really good benefits. Cost money. Maybe paying for benefits now. How much are you paying and what are you getting? AUINFO.com can analyze what you're spending, what you're getting, provide you with new options, or just give you the thumbs up. Hey, great decisions you've made. And it's all free to you. They're paid by the companies that you have would choose if, in fact, you do choose to do business with a different company. And they can help you navigate the periods of time when that's available. Individuals, they can help you with your healthcare.gov insurance. So it's not just business owners. It's individuals, too. Businesses up to 50 employees, they do a great job. You'll thank me so much for just introducing you to Chrissy and the AUI team. They don't just do business with you once and then say, bye-bye, thanks. No, they stay in touch with you and are always available to answer your questions, provide direction, and uh, they're just great people. So I thank AUIinfo.com for serving others in the way that they do. All right, now is the time that we transition to the faith portion of the podcast. And I was in my chair about to open my Bible a few weeks ago. And I looked at the Bible, I like held it up and looked at the thickness of the Bible. And I thought to myself, boy, <clears throat> fractionally, there's an awful lot of Old Testament there relative to the amount of New Testament. And I don't spend very much time in the Old Testament. I, as you know, spend time in Proverbs every day, but only a small amount of time, only as long as it takes to read the chapter corresponding to that date of the month and uh, probably review the previous day's chapter as well. But I kind of felt like the Holy Spirit was telling me, you know that content in the Old Testament's in there for a reason. What are you doing with it? So in the aftermath of that, I've shared with you recently that I've been drawn to some of the minor prophets, and I've been struck, and I felt led to tell you about how consequential it will be for those who do not pay attention to the warnings in the Old Testament about God's wrath toward those who reject his counsel, his authority, his ultimate authority, sovereign authority, unimpeachable authority on how to conduct ourselves in this life. And so, interestingly enough, yesterday morning at breakfast with my friend Stan Willis from Willis Spangler Starling and several other friends, I 
we got into a discussion about the Old Testament. And we also got into a discussion about Revelation. And Revelation is another one of those chapters that people kind of, well, if you're growing up in church, Revelation is a chapter that is very, very different than the other chapters in the Bible. And uh, Stan pointed out to me that one of the things that make it very different is that it starts by saying, this book is the revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave him to show his servants what soon must take place. And then it says in verse 3, blessed is the one who reads the words of this prophecy, and blessed are those who hear it and take it to heart what is written in it. So that's the only book in the Bible that says that, so it's an important book. So as we got to talking it really connected for me that Revelation is previewed, foreshadowed, set up by much of what is written in the Old Testament, and that therefore I need to pay more attention to Old Testament prophecy and then the book of Revelation, which tells about how that prophecy will be revealed, how that prophecy will be, not revealed, um, how that prophecy will be uh, carried out. So I was looking today in Isaiah, because Isaiah is a chapter famous for its prophetic word. And as you know, I am a big devotee of the letters of the Apostle Paul. And I've mentioned, I'm sure, on this podcast before, because I I have really connected with these verses in 1 Corinthians about how the way we think and the way God thinks is totally different. Um, We love oftentimes in the world, much differently than God. My own ability to understand the gospel of Jesus was impacted by my earthly logic. What do I mean by that? In earthly logic, the way we order our lives here, you are nice to the people who are nice to you. You are loved. You love people who love you. And you get approval from people who you do nice things for or who you are in a good relationship with. And so growing up, I confused my standing with God according to that way of doing business, right? Today, God's happy with me because I've been good today. Today, God's very unhappy with me because I had a a lousy day with my language, a lousy day with my attitudes. I was angry. I was mean to people. I was this... And I rode that emotional roller coaster of where do I stand with God? Well, it's based on how I acted today. Well, and you find out God thinks differently. God brought, sent Jesus to earth to live a perfect life, die as the perfect sacrifice for sin, and to make available to us a way to be cleansed of our sin. And when I finally understood that in my 30s, I realized I was freed of the uh, burden, very heavy burden, of having to be perfect to be acceptable to God. And so um, that's prophesied in Isaiah, that Jesus is going to come, that he's going to hang. He's pierced for our transgressions. By his wounds we are healed. That's all in Isaiah. And so God thinks differently than we do. God views things differently than we do. And I've understood that because the Apostle Paul writes that in 1 Corinthians, that um, the wisdom of man is foolishness to God. 
Uh, he catches 1 Corinthians 3.19. The wisdom of this world is foolishness in God's sight, as it is written. He catches the wise in their craftiness. And again, the Lord knows what the thoughts of the wise are, and they are futile. So I was reading in Isaiah today, and this is what I found, Isaiah 55, and uh, verse starting in verse 6. Seek the Lord while he may be found. Call on him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way and the evil man his thoughts. Let him turn to the Lord and he will have mercy on him and to our God, for he will freely pardon. Here's the key part. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. And I just was struck by how that that those words in Isaiah no doubt inspired the apostle Paul but for those who think there's a different god in the old testament than there is in the new testament that's just not true the god of the old testament is the god of the new testament personified in the new testament through his son Jesus Christ there's consistency in the bible remarkable consistency the prophecy of the old testament the um story of the Israelites being freed from Egyptian bondage is a parallel to the way we are freed of the bondage of sin by Jesus. Moses was the deliverer of the Jewish people, and they were wayward and hard-headed and disobedient, and Jesus is the deliverer of us, and we are hard-headed and wayward and disobedient. And yet God maintained his love for the Jewish people, and all throughout the Old Testament is the promise that he will preserve the Jewish people. And we are grafted in. The New Testament talks about us being grafted in to his people, that we are all children of Abraham, children of the promise. And so don't be afraid to crack the pages of the Old Testament. Because what you'll find in the Old Testament is the New Testament. What you will find is the same God who loves you and provides a way for you to be reconciled to him. In the Old Testament, it was through animal sacrifice. In the New Testament, the new covenant is it's through Jesus' blood. It's through Jesus' sacrifice. He's the perfect sacrifice. And once that's been done and he beat death by rising to new life, we are able to beat death and rise to new life and be indwelled by the Spirit of God. When Jesus died on the cross, you remember at that moment that the the curtain in the temple in the Holy of Holies was split from top to bottom, not from bottom to top. Man would split it from bottom to top. Only God could split it from top down. And that indicates that that barrier, that curtain, that barrier between the outer temple and the inner temple, the holiest place where God was said to be, is no longer there. There is no barrier. We don't need to get to God through priests. We get to God directly through Christ, through his Son. And so I just wanted to talk to you today about that seamless nature between the Old Testament and the New Testament and that the consistency of the Bible is clear. The more you dig into it, the more you avail yourself of its wisdom, of its direction, of its conviction— of its inspiration, and of the enlightenment that comes as you immerse yourself in it and drink it deeply into your heart, 
and into your soul. And I just am so amazed at how much God loves us to allow us to grow in our knowledge and understanding of his mind and how he views things. We'll never have his mind. He is infinite, but he is so kind and so loving that he is always desiring to expose another piece of himself to us, to allow us to grow closer to him and to experience at that same time greater joy in this life because there is no greater joy than that fellowship with him. And we are so privileged to have access to that, but he is not uh, a God who is uh, going to force us to be robots and blindly follow him. He gives us free will, and my heart aches for those who turn away from the availability of that grace, mercy, fellowship, and love. So I hope you can hear in my voice how meaningful it is to me, and I desire that for you as listeners to this podcast, if in fact you don't already have it. And if you do and this strengthens you, fantastic. I'd love to hear about it. Email the show, um, we tackle life at gmail.com, we tackle life at gmail.com. Review the pro- podcast on iTunes. I'd be very grateful for that. And if you're so inclined, love to have you listen to the uh, radio show this afternoon, 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. for the remainder of the week, except for Thursday when the Steelers pregame takes over at 6. And then Monday, shifting 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Thank you so much for your time, for your morning. God bless. Talk soon.